Hello and welcome to GovGeeks Assemble. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a fun concept called golden handcuffs. So real quick, Karen, what's uh, a golden handcuff? Um, a sparkly new accessory? <laughs> Some good bling, right? <laughs> well, think of it this way. If you've ever accepted a position or even stayed in a job because you felt that you had to because of circumstances, and then you just stayed there a little bit longer than you wanted to, well, those are pretty much golden handcuffs. They have some value, but unfortunately they're restrictive and they can bind you in place there. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into it then. So I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are the, the Gov Geeks. Geeks. Uh, we come out every Monday with our video on YouTube and some other social media platforms. And we also do this live every Thursday on our Facebook homepage. So please uh, check the box in the calendar, mark that down. We look forward to seeing you then. Six Eastern. Six Eastern. Yes. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. So we're talking about golden handcuffs today. And uh, we mentioned that there's something that's very valuable. But at the same time, it could also be something that is very restrictive or even limiting. Um, Karen, I know uh, we were talking about the concept of golden handcuffs. Uh, what in your experience have you seen or have you heard about golden handcuffs? Well, essentially, you have a position where you really are frustrated, I guess, is what I have gathered from it mm -hmm. and have seen others. I haven't experienced it myself, luckily. Yeah. Um, but you are not really happy in your current position for a multitude of reasons. Maybe you've plateaued, you feel like you cannot progress any further right. and um, you want to leave, but you're like, well, these benefits that the, that the organization has, or it has insurance, you know, then I have to figure out how to get insurance, you know, just all sorts of things that cause you to be limited in your options. Any number of things. Yeah. The commute is fantastic. Uh, I really like how there's donuts every Friday. I mean, <laughs> whatever the concept is that really keeps you in that position. I mean, on the one hand, it's great that there are these benefits that are there for you. But what happens when it becomes destructive is if these benefits actually limit you from growing and even progressing a little bit further. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we have some strategies for you today uh, to actually go about breaking the golden handcuffs and moving forward in your career. So let's get into them, right? All right. The first strategy uh, to really break the golden handcuffs is to listen to what's important to you. Really deep down, if you were to ask yourself honestly, what is it that I want? What is it that I really care about? What am I passionate about? Right? Yeah. And you just want to, again, follow that passion. And sometimes you find it in your current position. Sometimes it's through volunteer efforts, things that you find outside of work. Sometimes that can work too, sure. right? Sometimes if you're not able to get that satisfaction within your nine to five, maybe you do it outside of that. So there's many ways to kind of combat the golden handcuffs. Exactly. The, the idea about being limited, if you can find it in other things outside of the workplace, then that's great. That, that's certainly a great way of avoiding it because if you can think through like what is very valuable in your life and what do you really care about and you design strategies that allow yourself to have that type of fulfillment, well, then there you go. You're, you're definitely getting the golden handcuffs kind of like broken off there as well. Right. And maybe it's more of your 
kind of positioning yourself in a way where the handcuffs aren't as binding, right? but you still have them. So I think it's really identifying those areas, maybe within what you currently do that you have a passion for. We've talked about it before where maybe there's a, a specific task that you really enjoy doing and you want to do more of that, mm -hmm. or maybe you find other ways, whether it's another detail a temporary duty or another project to help work on. I know I've done that mm -hmm. um, myself where I would be in the position and there would be an opportunity to work on, let's say, a special project and I would volunteer to do that. Right. So then I, I get, you know, that challenge or get to apply my, my skill set in a different way and helps me to enjoy my, my job better. Well, I, I think that that's the key thing because you were listening to what's important to you and then finding out where you could find that in your job, in the workplace, outside of all of that. And that, I think, is the key thing, really listening to yourself. Because if you don't know what it is that you want, then, well, why is it that another person is going to know? I mean, right. are, are they a mind reader? <laughs> and, you, the... and you have control over your own career, over your own actions, over your own happiness. Right, absolutely. So you can sit there and be miserable, or you can do something about it, which you know, kind of uh, like in that movie Office Space, right? right? Where Love he, Office Space, right? Where he goes to a hypnotherapist and he's sitting there and I just, you know, can I just, you know, think that I'm at the beach all day? Exactly. <laughs> can you just make me think I've been out fishing all day? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, yeah, I would be at the beach, but fishing all day. And then he kind of disengages from work and, yeah. you know, they're the consultants that are there are asking him, uh, what is it? The Bobs. The right? Bobs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You've been missing a lot of work recently, Peter. Right. And he says, I wouldn't say I've been missing it, Bob, <laughs> which, you know, how many of us would actually say that in that type of uh, interview um, with consultants that are basically yeah. seeing if you're doing your job, how yeah. you're doing your job. Can workplace, you do it efficiently? workplace organizational consultants. Yeah. Right. Right. But I mean, he was being honest. He wasn't missing it because he was miserable. Right. And that's just not what he wanted to do. Right. And I think that's the bigger thing. So in the movie, uh, he used hypnotherapy to identify, well, what is the thing that I'm really looking for? What don't I like? What do I like? And that led to a lot of, you know, hilarities in the movie. Right. No, no spoilers here. No but... spoilers. <laughs> but you could do the same thing. You could think to yourself, okay, honestly, what do I want? What do I care about? What are my passions? What do I want to do? What don't I want to do? You can do journaling exercises. You can have frank conversations with friends or coaches to really allow you to think through, well, what is important to you in the first place? Right. And connect with that and use that to help you get out of those golden handcuffs. Yeah. Because maybe you would realize that like you, for instance, you found things to do outside of the workplace where you found fulfillment and you realized the job was actually allowing you to do the things that you really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So you felt less trapped, less confined, less restricted, less handcuffed, because you could do the things that you needed to do and wanted to do as a result of having that sort of freedom, like knowing what you want. Right. Uh, and that, that's, a, that's a big thing. I think Socrates had said, know thyself, which is one of the most challenging things that we could really have as, as humans is really think to ourselves, what do I want? How is that important to me? And these things change over time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for sure what I wanted when I was a kid are completely different than what I want now. I was looking forward to the, you know, the, the latest release of uh, video games and things like that. 
Uh, and now not so much. <laughs> they hurt my eyes. <laughs> Although I, I do love uh, some good video games and we're looking to a couple to play uh, as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think how you're mentioning to know thyself, right? Which kind of ties into the second strategy, which is having a grateful mindset. Right. Yeah. Which so mindset, I think, is the main thing here is being present, reflecting on why you're feeling the way you are. Why do you hate your job? Why mm. are you so focused on what's to come in the future? What happened in the past? And not really being again in the present. And I like to think of this as um, there's the into the spider verse. Oh, of course. Yep. And it's where he's there on the ceiling and he's stuck. Right. And he's trying to get unstuck, but he can't because he's just focusing so much on, you know, what's trying, bothering him. Right. What's bothering him. I think it was a, you know, the other Spider-Man who's mm -hmm. there. Peter B. Parker. Yeah, Peter B. Parker. And he's there and he's telling him, look, just relax. Be in the moment. Right. right. Even though it's a terrible moment, be in it. And, you know, the, you know, the other Spider-Man was essentially starting to be in the moment mm -hmm. and calm himself down. And the way he did that was by singing a song. Right. So he sings that, calms himself down, and is able to get unstuck. Right. So I think it's... It's in that moment when mm -hmm. he realizes that he feels comfortable enough that he then begins to feel unstuck in right. something. And exactly. that's such a beautiful metaphor, you know, because it's how many of us feel unstuck sometimes, or stuck sometimes, and are trying so desperately to get unstuck, but we're focusing on that yeah. to the point where... We continue to get further and further into the stickiness. You focus on the problem so much that the problem is the only thing that you can see. It's like getting tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. Once you're focused so much on that one thing, you don't consider everything else that's going on around you. And therefore right. you stay in the problem space as opposed to staying in the happy state or the solution state mm -hmm. where you want to be able to move towards that. Clearing your mind so you can think about the problem right. in a constructive way rather than God, this sucks. And my boss is horrible. And this job is horrible. And then it just, you spirals, you spiral. You look around toxicity. everywhere for what you see as what is bad. Right. And it's interesting because what you see really depends on what you look at. So if everywhere you look, you're looking for problems, you're mm -hmm. going to find problems everywhere, right. no how, matter what. How many of us have worked with that type of individual that is just, constantly negative right. and it brings this toxicity oh, why me this always happens to me brings yeah. down the whole team exactly. it drains you i know i've dealt with it where i just drained by the time i get um, to the end of the day so again having that grateful mindset or just the ability to kind of pause and reflect mm -hmm. and um even there's this other uh i think it's the like mid, music video yeah right? yeah it's a mid-quarter or quarter life poetry and it's pretty neat it it basically is going through like a work day in a corporate office mm -hmm. and all the mm -hmm. work and you're being overwhelmed and you know people are asking you for this and that and it's just giving some advice on hey you know just take a beat mm -hmm. and circle back take right and i think that also sometimes we need to do that in in our day-to-day 
oftentimes. So it's a funny take on it, but it's just, it's true. You Very want true. to try to, you know, sometimes you do have to take a beat and circle back. Yeah. For okay. your own mental health, really. And also for everyone else's mental health and well-being, because mm -hmm. you have a direct impact on those that are around you. So the more that you are creating and identifying issues, the more those issues are going to impact and affect others. It's kind of like the idea if, you know, you're walking into the grocery store or something and you stub your toe and you get upset about that one. And then you bump into the next person and you go to the next person, you start getting angry. Well, you're just allowing that to kind of spread for, for everyone else to experience. And that really isn't the, the thing that you want because you don't want to feel terrible. I mean, how would you want to feel about another person making you feel bad uh, mm -hmm. as well? So yeah, it's just taking the opportunity to really focus on, well, what is there to be grateful for? And it's an interesting thing also because you could take a very bad situation and then think about it logically and think, well, what is the good here? What's the opportunity that I'm not seeing? Uh, for instance, if you're going to the grocery store again and the closest parking space that you can get is all the way in the back. Well, okay, so what are the upsides of that? Maybe you have a greater distance to walk, which is a little bit better for your exercise. Maybe if your car isn't so close to other cars, uh, you won't get a, you know, a bent uh, bumper or a fender or something from a cart running into it and hitting it. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there's just different ways of looking at things. You have the capacity to be grateful for whatever it is that you have and be thankful for whatever it is that you want. And the more that you look for the things that really identify happiness for you, and the more you go towards them, the happier you're going to be mm -hmm. and the less restricted and limited you will be with the golden handcuffs because you know for sure that this could be a career or a job that could be beneficial for you could mm -hmm. be helpful for you and i think earlier this morning we were talking about this idea about mindful or mindful so on the one side you could be thinking about all of the problems you know oh gosh the commutes this work that i've got to do a terrible song that just kind of gets stuck in my head <laughs> or you could be more mindful and it's kind of like the the idea about a person walking with with their pet and one person sees everything that's terrible but the pet sees oh beautiful sun beautiful right, they're clean in the trees. moment they're just in that moment instead of thinking about all the other things exactly right? which i know when i got to um participate in the key leadership program and lacuna mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, they do talk a lot about mindfulness and different exercises and i think it's just helpful to bring yourself back into the moment and just be present because sometimes we miss out on things when we're not listening we're focusing on other things going on in our minds instead of being there mm -hmm. in the moment and it's also important to note that just because you're mindful in this way, that doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen or things aren't going to pop up. It's just how you choose to respond and react to what you're seeing around you. Mm -hmm. uh, like some people you can think, gosh, you know, why is it this person is always happy? How is it that they're always able to, you know, have a, a great view on things? Well, right. it's, I often it's a think choice. that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. How can you see the positive in this thing? It sucks right now. <laughs> and sometimes you need to just wallow in the suck, yeah. right? But not for too long. But at the same time, okay, this sucks. It's horrible. But what positive? What, what I have I from learned this? from this experience? What has this taught me? Where can I see growth 
uh, in this that I'm presented with? What are the things that I could use to help me move forward? How could I take all these negative things and then move forward to positive things? Uh, I, I love plenty of examples that are like that. Because one of them was on high-speed railway that was in Japan, for instance. And there was a whole lot of water that was kind of seeping in, and it was definitely stopping all of the tunneling. Then one person just took their hat, filled it up with some water that was coming out of the walls and tasted it and realized, oh my gosh, that's actually really tastes good. And they were able to use that water to sell. <laughs> and it was this growth opportunity that was there. And they were just presented with another opportunity. So one person is looking at it going, oh my gosh, everything's got to stop. This is going to be a terrible thing. And another person is, well, this is another gift. Not only do we get this highway or high-speed rail, but we also get this great water that tastes great and we can sell it. Mm -hmm. More awesome. opportunity. Yeah, it's all the way in how you look at it. Exactly. It's all in how you look at it. Yeah. Thanks so, for saying it correctly. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> um, it's, there's no wine in here. It's just none it's, at all. Just fine more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, I heard you say that, but I heard what you meant, not what you said. Okay. I was just choosing to hear from your heart rather than from your mind. <laughs> So strategy number three, then uh, first we talked about really identifying what you want. Then we talked about having a grateful mindset or a grateful approach. And lastly, number three, uh, we're going to present building reach goals or building clear milestones. What are reach goals? Oh, thank you for asking. Okay. So a reach goal could be something that is just outside of what would be a smart goal. So a smart goal, as we know, is something that is specific measurable, attainable, relevant, and of course, timely. The reach goal is just something just outside of that. So if you allow yourself to have the opportunity to have a reach goal, to grow towards something, mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to get it because it is the growth. It is the progress to get to that point that allows you to have that type of growth. Right. So it's kind of conditioning your body when you're stretching. Right. Right. So like if you're in yoga or any conditioning training where you stretch yourself a little bit each time to yeah. expand. And the idea is to make it just a little bit outside of your reach. So you're not going like from one step. Oh, yeah, I have never run before. I'm going to um, do a marathon. I'm going to do a marathon. <laughs> a triathlon. <laughs> Why not? I can do it. <laughs> it's my reach five. goal. I can make it. Right. That's not a reasonable goal. No, it is not. Right. Not a smart goal. And also it's the idea about a comfort zone growing out to a growth zone and then a danger zone. So you want to be able to set how you're comfortable now and grow into another space of growth. Mm -hmm. And then from there, grow into the danger zone. Because at one point, a comfort zone is so small, but the more you do it, the more you get comfortable with more things. I mean, if you were to take a step back. And you back, continue to expand yes. where your comfort zone is. Yeah. Continue to grow. You continue to grow. Right. Uh, I mean, I remember when I was younger and I couldn't ride a bike. And then I learned how to do that. My comfort level grew. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm ready to go join a triathlon like you're mentioning, mm -hmm. but it does mean that I'm more comfortable than what I was previously. Think about where you are, like in your career, you start mm -hmm. off at one point and then you can grow to another point from there. Right. Which you could have the goal of, I want to be in a triathlon, but you want to make sure that you have those smaller reachable goals to slowly get you to that end goal. Exactly. Right. So we're not saying you can't have, you know, a reach for the stars type of goal, but how can you realistically get 
get there. Exactly. How can you realistically? And, and this is one of the things to do. You continue to grow a little bit over time. So if you think back to the metaphor again of the golden handcuffs, something that has once bound you together, you grow out of because you're able to break free of them. Or you're able to contort your thumb to... Oh, you can do all sorts of things out. to get up. Yeah, <laughs> it's certainly your body, your decision. Right. And I think also what part of these goals, you know, have certain aspects to them. It could be, you know, you want to get training, but I, I think also you really need to keep in mind the financial aspect. Right. I appreciate you mentioning that. Right. Absolutely. Because you could have, you know, you're in a miserable job, you hate it, but you don't have the financial stability to just up and quit your job. Right. I know um, from personal um, experience that having to, to struggle with that, it's difficult to the point where, you know, you, you just, you're miserable, but you just, again, you feel stuck. Right. So if you make sure that during the good times, right, um, you are saving up and you have that stability. So for whatever reason, if anything happens, you get laid off or there's a pandemic, you know, things like that, or you're just not enjoying your current job, right. maybe you have more stability to um, get out of that job. You know, I, I had a conversation with a colleague a couple of years ago, and he said something so profound that I'd like to share with you guys today. He said, power isn't being able to tell another person to go do something. You know, oh, I'm a manager. I'm going to say you have to do this, and then you have to do it because it's your job. He said, true power is the ability to walk away from the whole thing, mm -hmm. to be able to say, no, I, I think I'm, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, that's not something that I'm interested in doing. So if you're put into a position at work where you feel, gosh, I have to do this. I feel terrible about it. I don't want to do it. And for whatever reason, perhaps you feel um, like it's unethical or it's a challenge or it's a concern of yours and you want to be able to walk away. If you are in the golden handcuffs, you're going to say, I have to stay because I want all of these things. True power is to be able to say, no, I'm willing to walk away from this thing and then having the ability to do so. And so when you're setting your financial goals, that allows you to be able to do those sorts of things as you continue to, to grow in your career. Right. And that's why it's important to have like a lot of these strategies and plans like we're talking about. So for instance, if you're doing uh, good networking or if you're establishing good relationships and good career strategies and your resume is out there with people that could make hiring decisions to allow you to move into that position, you could say, thank you for the opportunity. I'm not willing to do this or I'm not comfortable doing that. Um, I respectfully resign or I respectfully would like to move on to this other position and then you're mm -hmm. able to go. So it's not just like, you know, you have a whole bag of cash and you, know, you never have to worry about working a day again in your whole life. And only then can you have that ability. But really, it's just having the opportunity and the capability to be able to find what you want and go for it. Exactly. Because you want to do this again when everything's going well. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't want to have to worry about this when, you know, it's horrible. Right. So you want to start planning, like just like, you know, you do with anything. Right. Mm -hmm. You plan for emergencies. You plan for things that could happen exactly. just in case. So you can be prepared, right? Was it Boy Scouts? Always be Always prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. So with your career, be prepared so that you don't have to feel and feel stuck and you have that power to walk away. Dig the well before you get thirsty. 
rather than, oh no, I really need something. And a lot of times we're working with our colleagues and our clients where they're in a position where because they put in so much of a priority in their current workplace or their golden handcuffs, they have allowed themselves to feel less and less available or, or perhaps even more isolated. Mm -hmm. And then they need to like really start up their career again. They need to do more networking, engagement, apply for different jobs. They hadn't updated their materials in years. You know, there's all of these things. Mm -hmm. Then you're scrambling to get the resume done exactly. because the posting closes in, you know, six hours. So again, yeah, just be prepared. And so these are different steps that you can set for yourself, reach goals that would allow you to know for sure that you can go for what you really care about. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that there's uh, other limiting factors. Uh, I mean, like retirement and savings and how it used to be in the federal government with the CSRS, the retirement system that was done previously where you couldn't move around in the agencies. And then now we have FERS, the federal employee retirement system. So you can take your retirement and then move to different agencies. Yeah, more flexibility. More there. flexibility, exactly. So it, it's really using the tools that you have available to you in a way that allows you to find the fulfillment that you're interested in. Because at the end of the day, you're responsible for your own happiness and it's in your hands to make it work. Yeah, excellent tips. Mm. I'm so glad we're doing this show, right? <laughs> we're sharing all these awesome nuggets of wisdom that we've compiled over the year. So, or years. 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 <laughs> I mean, it has been quite the year, so we have learned a lot. We have but... learned a lot. Exactly. Right. And that's being grateful for, for what we've seen over the past year. Mm -hmm. But now it's time for questions from the Gov Geekdom. Uh, every week we answer a couple of questions that we get either through email or text, or we also get it on social media and all of that in our presentations and discussions with our colleagues. So here we get the chance to share them with you. Yeah. So the first question here is, how do I transfer from the military? Very good question. So I know the military can be a bit regimented, obviously, um, and there is a career path that you can follow or go through. So on one hand, you may see that this is the traditional way to go about things and you're kind of used to that. But then when you're in the government or outside of military, it might be a bit more challenging because there's so many options. There's so many career paths and you're, directions. You're in charge of it on your own, basically. It's not exactly. set up for you. So it's really identifying where the opportunities are and designing strategies to go about attaining all of those. There's plenty of resources that you can use that would allow you to say, well, I was this in the military and that translates to that in federal service. Uh, using that helps you kind of tra transition to from one to the next. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the culture is a bit different uh, as well uh, outside of the military. So just recognizing what that culture would be and having a good open mindset, being very grateful, being mindful about what you're seeing uh, and realizing, well, this isn't where you were. Um, kind of like this idea, what you did is not going to get you to where you want to go. Hopefully I didn't mess that up too much. That's okay. What got you here won't get you there. See, you got there. And there's the translation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, what does a career coach do? Okay, so I have to make sure that I manage myself in this one. Uh, I think next week we're going to have a very large discussion on this one, a whole show dedicated to this topic. But really, I could say what a career coach is not. Uh, this isn't a career consultant. So they're not going to tell you, you need to do this, you need to do that. Or do it for you. Or do it for you. Um, it's not a career counselor or person that's going to say, you know, 
open up a file folder and say, here's the 30 different things that you can be choose from one, hit apply. I mean, done. it's not just like a, a BuzzFeed quiz where <laughs> I, I can figure out what house um, from Harry Potter I am. Exactly, exactly. Ravenclaw. <laughs> Gryffindor. Gryffindor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> really, it's more about a partnership. Uh, it's establishing a real connection that allows the fulfillment of the client. So you as the individual is the one that really grows into what you want through the help of the partnership with the coach. Mm -hmm. And it's certainly not like a recruiter who is going to tell you anything and everything about a position just to get it filled. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're interested in finding out more about career coaching, please come to the govgeeks.com. Uh, there is a lot of information and resources that we have available for you. Uh, tons of videos and other materials to, to see and peruse through. We also have a free online course for resume writing as well. Uh, just sign up for our weekly newsletter and you get access to this online course that has a lot of tools and strategies there. And also every Wednesday uh, on LinkedIn, we have our uh, show that we have there as well on resume writing. Yes, a nine part series. We're, we're getting kind of close to the end of this one, uh, the nine part series, but we're gonna have uh, other series that we're gonna launch on LinkedIn as well. But yes, there's plenty of opportunities to really connect with us. Right, and nothing like the new year to have a new resume. So I think that's perfect timing there. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. So, Karen, thinking back on the concept of, of golden handcuffs and everything that we've talked about today, uh, what are the main things that you think that we should walk away with? I think that it's all within your control. So don't feel that you are stuck and there's no way out. I think it's about, again, taking that moment to reflect, step back and think through the solutions. And an added bonus would be to work with a career coach to help you get unstuck. Exactly. Well, thank you all so much. We look forward to seeing you next week. This has been Gov Geeks Assemble. I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And of course, we always are the, the Gov, Gov Geeks. Geeks. Thank you so much for your service. Be safe.